morning. So who else is still recovering from the, from the meetings? That's my excuse anyway. Maybe it's just because it's January. I don't know. Every morning I just can't hardly get out of bed. All right, well, let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for the day and for this place to, to gather and hear your word. And God, what we pray is that today you would speak to us and uh, do in this place exactly what you want to do. God, plant your word in us. Give us hearts to receive it. You know, we just pray that you would uh, prosper your word in us. God, to accomplish exactly what you sent it to do. And we pray it and ask it in your righteous holy name. Amen. Amen. Welcome. Uh, go with me to Philippians 3. <coughs> so, uh, Philippians is a great letter. I really enjoy it. I read read the whole thing yesterday. And uh got a lot of great stuff in it. All those uh classic things that we, we can quote off the top of our head. You know, uh that uh you know, faithful is he that's begun a good work and you need to complete it to the day of Jesus Christ and let this mind be in you, which is also Christ Jesus. Uh I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I mean there's just all sorts of great stuff in here. Uh, so here in Philippians 3, um, uh, and I'll just start in verse 1. He says, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you. To me, indeed, is not grievous, but for you it is safe. And that's always grand because when you're teaching, it feels like you're saying the same thing over and over and over again. <laughs> You know, and honestly, sometimes I feel self-conscious because I know you guys know all this stuff, and I'm telling it to you anyway, as if you've never heard it. it feels kind of silly sometimes, but but Paul said it's safe because even when you know something, uh, it helps to hear it again. You know, because there's lots of times where I've I've been sitting in church and it's like, man, I've heard this like a thousand times. I love it, and. Uh, and then I'm out somewhere talking to somebody, and some, and it comes up, and it's like, I know I know this. It's in there somewhere. So hearing it again is always a grand thing. Um, so in verse 2, he says, Beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of the concision. For we are the circumcision, which worship God in the Spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. So, of course, beware of dogs. He talks about um, he's talking about ministry that doesn't do its job, yeah. ministry that doesn't warn people. And uh, in fact, um, I'll read that over in Isaiah 56 where he talks about that. You can go there if you'd like, or you can just hang out. So I'm just going to come right back. In Isaiah 56, uh, verse 10. He says, the beasts of the field come to devour, or nine, yea, all the beasts of the forest. His watchmen are blind, they're ignorant, they're dumb dogs, they cannot bark. 
sleeping and lying down, loving to slumber. They're greedy dogs which can never have enough. Shepherds that cannot understand. They look to their own way, everyone for his gain from his own quarter. Come ye, say they, I will fetch wine, and we will fill ourselves with strong drink, and tomorrow shall be as this day, and much more abundant. Sounds like most of the uh, uh, most of the preachers you see on TV and the, the books you see on the shelf and stuff. Um, it, it reminds me of an ostrich, you know, because they they bury their head in the sand rather than, than deal with with the issues at hand. And I don't like dealing with issues with people particularly. I don't, you know, I, I hate that sitting down and let's have a talk about this. You know, it makes my palms sweat. But um, but what he says here is that that you know, ministry that doesn't do that is he calls him a dog. And so, you know, and, and we know we don't want to be in that place because um, I, I've had many a uh, many a warning that was uncomfortable to. As, as uncomfortable to listen to as I'm sure it was to be to be brought to me, but I appreciated it, and uh, and I listened to it and and, and changed the things that were going on. Um, and this is interesting because he says beware of the concision, and then he, and then he immediately talks about the circumcision. And you know these words are real similar in English, they're also really similar in the Greek. And uh, and so Paul is kind of making a, a sort of a a snide play on words here. This, this word uh, for concision is uh, catatomy. And it means literally to cut down. And so, uh, or to mutilate, of course, which is a great way to, uh, to talk about it. And then circumcision is peritomy. And, and it literally means to cut around. So, you know, we, and so we talk about circumcision as cutting off the flesh, and indeed it is. But when you look into the, the difference between these words, this idea of cutting off, cutting down versus cutting around uh, is an interesting idea because if you're going to cut around something, it means that you're you're saving something. It means that you're you're you know. And of course, we're not talking here about um, saving some good thing of the flesh. It's all. Uh, Tars- or, uh, King Saul figured out that that was a bad idea, but uh, but this idea of uh, of these these dogs, these evil workers that simply cut down, it's more of a um, a heedless, willy nilly kind of uh, uh, across the board kind of just destruction and and. Uh, you know, the religion will do that to you. you know, on the one hand, it may just let you alone and let you do whatever you like. Uh, but, you know, we talked last week about the, the reproach of Egypt and how Joshua circumcised the children of Israel um, that hadn't been circumcised in the wilderness and he called it rolling away of the reproach of Egypt. And that's why they named that place Gilgal. Because the, the flesh can't, it can't do this cutting around thing. Religion can't do this cutting around the stuff and leaving you intact. That's the great thing about the circumcision of God is He cuts off the stuff that that you don't need, but He leaves you intact. You know, the the fire of God burns away the things that that you want to be rid of, 
but it saves the stuff that, that can survive the fire. Uh, reminds me of how the military does uh, what they call surgical strikes. You know, and, and uh, it's amazing that they can be that precise. And so I appreciate that God can be that precise because um, this idea of cutting down uh, can leave you with this sense of being worth less. And that's an easy thing to fall into in religion because, because we understand that, you know, the Paul said in our flesh dwells no good thing. And we understand that our flesh needs to die and, and all that. Um, and so it's easy to sum all that up and think, well, it's, the flesh is intrinsically evil and uh, therefore uh, I must be worthless because I have it. And, and it's not that at all because the flesh is something that God made and it's been corrupted, of course. But, but he said that he would uh, come back riding on a white horse. So, so then apparently we can bring our flesh into subjection through the power of God, not pleasing God with the actions of our flesh, but bringing, bringing it into to complete and total surrender. So, so he says uh, to beware of the concision because you know nobody wants to get mutilated. And he says we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. So, so then this concision must have with it some sense of confidence in the flesh still, uh, and uh, a lot of. Religion, I find, has this this conundrum to it of, well, your flesh is bad, let's get rid of it. We're just going to indiscriminately cut away at it. Um, but, but at the same time, we're going to fix it up and and we're going to make it what it should be. We're going to make it. We're going to make God happy with with this fleshy thing. We're going to cut it all to pieces and whatever's left over, God's going to be happy with. And, and you're all staring at me because you're thinking, who would think that? But it, but it happens. And and so, so he says that that uh, we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. Now, also in this time period, uh, especially, um, circumcision is not something that was um, practiced exclusively by the Jews, but uh, it was so associated with them that it became a, uh, a way to refer to them as opposed to the Gentiles, the circumcision and the uncircumcision. And you see that in Paul's letters. Um, and, and so, so he's, he's talking more here about this, the things that he talked about in Romans, about that circumcision is of the heart, it's of the inside. Uh, because at the end of the day, the the uh, uh, you know the the flesh is going to be burned without the camp. So uh, so he says that that this real circumcision and the circumcision of the heart is about worshiping God in the spirit, rejoicing in Christ Jesus, and having no confidence in the flesh. So uh, w- so we have that in contrast to this idea of cutting away at the flesh and just cutting on it. 
because um, you know you you really you'd have to really have uh, some trouble to to cut on yourself you know and I know people do that but what but you know the idea of I'm going to cut myself all to pieces which is what religion does um, is a certainly not a, a profitable thing here so. I like this this circumcision thing a lot better because it it seems to leave your faith and your sense of confidence in God's love intact. And I think that's what I think of when it when it, with this idea of it meaning cutting around because the cutting down of the concision is it it tears up your faith that God actually loves you and that that, that you're okay with him and that he's working on you and dealing with the issues in your life. Because we always look at today like it's the end result of my life. Like right now, this is it. This is the pinnacle. This is what. This is the very defining moment of my life. It's not. It's just today. And and God, God gets stuff done, and and you have no no further to look than your own life to see that. I mean, uh, look back at your life five years ago, ten years ago. Uh, you know, I, I look back at my life and I think, "Wow, who was that guy?" You know, and and that's what God does. You know, but He and He He cut on me, and and He He applied fire to me and pressure and all kinds of great things. But He left in the inside of me intact. He left this sense of of relationship with Him and faith that He loves me. That stayed intact. So so he says, we're the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. Which, of course, is why Jesus said that uh, blessed are the poor in spirit. Because when you've, when you've tried to serve God and you find out that you can't do it on your own, then uh, then you, you begin to lose that sense of confidence in, in the flesh accomplishing the things. And then... There's no sense in mutilating it and cutting it up trying to get things done. Okay, so Paul goes on to say, though I might also have confidence in the flesh. If any man thinks he has whereof that he might trust in the flesh, I more. Circumcised the eighth day, the stock of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, the Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law blameless. I love Paul. You know, I mean, what a great um, poster child because uh, on the one hand, God used him as this poster child for if you think that you've done too much bad stuff, if you think you've gone too far and offended me too much for me to rescue you, well, look at Saul of Tarsus. Look at Paul the Apostle. On the other uh, end of the spectrum, you have this um, you know, if you think you've got all your duckies in a row and you're showing up to church looking great and, and uh, got your plastic face on and everybody thinks that you're great, I was better, is what he's saying. And 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 then uh, here in verse uh, seven, or well, he goes on here. He says in verse seven, those things that were gained to me, I counted loss for Christ. Doubtless, I count all things loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, 
and do count them but dumb that I may win Christ and be found in Him not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. So, um, you know, it's precious when we set our face to serve God, then there comes with us with it this sense of I need to do X, Y, and Z. And and there are certainly decisions that we have to make in working with God and uh and putting effort into the relationship. Um, because if you don't value the relationship, God can tell. And and if you don't put into the relationship, you don't get out as much as you might. And uh and yet here he talks about all these this righteous stuff that he did, all these credentials that he had, that it was all worthless in the end, and and that the uh, and he said he counted it all for loss to be found in him, not having his own righteousness, but uh, which was of the law, but the righteousness of faith, or which is through faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. That's a precious thing because that's what you want. And but the interesting thing about that is faith. Then, of course, as we were reading uh, the other day, is the evidence of things not seen. It's the substance of things hoped for. You know, and in Romans, Paul said that the that God calls those things which be not as though they were. And so, so faith then requires this decision to look at our life uh, through this lens of what the Bible says. Because if you're going to live righteous by faith, then you have to have your focus be on Him. Your focus has to be on His righteousness and on His merit and not yours. Because if because this righteousness which is of the law if, if that's the direction that we're going to go, then we're going to be looking at all this, this this checklist of stuff that he had here. It's like, well, you know, and uh, and so we 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 take a look at our life, and it's like, well, I, uh, I I got really busy on Wednesday, and I didn't spend any time in prayer, and then Thursday I only spent four hours in prayer. That that's terrible, you know, and. Uh, you know, like, oh, I got busy, uh, you know, helping the, the, the little old neighbor widow lady around the yard and I didn't get to the other stuff that I was going to do. And, and we get so hung up on the, the, the priestly duties of seeking God, the, the, the time that we spend alone with Him in the prayer closet, which is imperative. You, you can't dispense with it. I'm not saying that. But sometimes we get so hung up on that being our sense of how well we're doing and whether or not we're okay with Him and whether he's okay with us, that those other things kind of fall by the wayside. And uh, and and God would have us to understand it's not because you... It, it's not even that you helped the little old widow lady. It's not that you spent four hours in the Word the other day. It's It's my merit. It's what I did. That's what makes you righteous. And, and, and you accepting it. And you applying it to yourself—that's what makes you righteous, and that's what circumcision is, because it's that's that confidence in Christ Jesus, no confidence in the flesh, and and we all know that. 
But when it comes right down to it, we all have an adversary that wants to say, hey, what about, you know, so tell me about your Thursday. It's like, well, okay, well, you know, I, you know, and then you, you find yourself looking at Thursday and thinking, well, it wasn't exactly this grand spiritual day that I would have hoped for. And, um, uh, um, and so because I didn't do that, then I, I must be in trouble. And, and, and actually now I don't feel so good about myself or now I don't feel so good about me and him. And, and that's what he's after. That's what that's what our adversary is after. And so so this righteousness which is by faith then goes back to trusting him and trusting his merit. And you know, Abraham said that uh, or the Bible said that, uh, that Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. So he, he he took the things that God said without being able to see it, not seeing any way that it could work. And the Bible says that he staggered not at, at the promise of God through unbelief. And when you read it in Genesis, it doesn't quite seem like that so much. You know, I mean, uh, I think he even mentioned Sarah in the uh, this like grand list of the heroes of the faith in Hebrews 11. But when you read in Genesis, she she laughs and says, "What? It's like there's no way." You know, and no wonder God says His ways are higher than our ways. And his, his thoughts are, are not our thoughts. So, so this righteousness by faith then comes from His merit. In verse 10, He says that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings being made conformable unto His death. So that doesn't really sound like it has anything to do with stuff that we do. If by any means I might attain to the resurrection of the dead. Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which I am also apprehended of Christ Jesus. So when the police arrest somebody, they apprehend them. They pick them up, you might say. And so so we've been picked up by God. Uh, for a purpose, and Paul said, "I want to, I want to pick up that purpose. I want to apprehend that purpose that, that He has for me. I want to capture it and 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 live it." He says, "Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do: forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth to those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus." And I like how he talks about forgetting the things which are behind. Because we've all had days, we've all had years, I'm sure, that we'd rather, that we're more than happy to just put behind us. Just pretend they never happened. <laughs> and, um, you know, but the really great thing about this is there's also those, those things that were really great. Those days where it's like, look at that thing that happened in my life. Look at how great that was. You know, the circumcised on the eighth day and, and a Hebrew of the Hebrews, look at me. You know. Um, and those things we, we put those behind us too. Because if if you rest on yesterday's successes, then you have nothing to press for. And that's why he immediately talks about forgetting the things that are behind him and pressing forward to this mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus.
So so he has a goal and he just and he was just telling us that I have this goal and I've not gotten there yet. And uh and 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 he's not talking about not feeling like he's not righteous because because he's righteous by faith. He's just saying I have a goal for my life because I want to be one with him. I want to be conformable to his death. I want to fellowship with him and the power of his resurrection. And he has a purpose for my life that I have not fully attained to yet, but I intend to. And 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 it's not going to be because I did everything right. It's not going to be because of some religious ability that I had, but but because I I am of the circumcision that rejoice in Christ Jesus and worship God in the Spirit and have no confidence in the flesh because I know that my flesh can't get this done. I've tried that already. He says, let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And who doesn't want to be in the crowd that's, art, that's as many as be perfect? Like, like I, I, I'd, like to, I'd like to be in that crowd. And so, so he says, as many of us be perfect, be thus minded. And if anything, you be otherwise minded, then God shall reveal even this to you. I love how God talks about these things where he... he he gets you to this place where you're asking, yeah, but what if what if I just totally drop the ball? What if I just get distracted, you know, catching butterflies and and I forget about the 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 race that I'm running here? Uh won't that just totally negate everything that God's done in my life? And he has these safety net things where he says that if you be otherwise minded, you know, if your goal is other than what Paul is, is talking about here, then he says that God shall reveal it to you. And God knows how to do that. You know, We didn't have church here for years. And I did not do well during that time. You guys have all heard me talk about that. I, I basically worked a part-time job and spent all my free time playing video games. And sent my wife off to work a part-time job too, just because it sounded like fun. And I just, I was doing my own thing. You know, I wasn't like, you know, running after the world per se. I wasn't like getting lost in all kinds of grievous sins. But I just did what I wanted to do, and I just wasted my time however I wanted to waste it. And, um. And it wasn't like I just forgot God was there, but I I had drifted so far from Him that uh, I didn't notice how far away He was anymore. And one day, just you know, seemingly out of the blue, we had a series of meetings here again, and um, and it wasn't a particularly noisy thing. It was kind of like this last revival; it was kind of quiet. You know, but something in that revival got, got a hold of me again that, hey, I actually have a purpose for your life that is, is more than than playing video games. I have a purpose for you that is more than just sitting around uh, reading all these books. You know, I have something for you to do that that has eternal value. And, and you don't want to live your life like this. And, and so I didn't. I turned. I he he got me going in different directions. So I had this other mind, you know, and so I I I, uh, I wasn't opposed to the things of God, but I was so busy about my own stuff and what I wanted to do 
that uh, I, I wasn't paying any attention to, to what God had for my life. And God brought me back to a place of, hey, let's get going back on this, on this trail again. The, let's get back on my way. So he says, nevertheless, whereto we've already attained, let's walk by the same rule and mind the same thing. So there's no sense in going backwards. You're not going to get anywhere doing that. Brethren, be followers of me. Mark them that which walk so as you have us for an example. So God puts these examples in our life. And uh, <laughs> there were times that uh, Ron would be back from Africa and I would talk with him here and there. And I look back at it and I just think, you know, the the stuff that his life, what he was doing in his life and the stuff that I was doing in my life were just totally convergent and or divergent. And I just, uh, I appreciate that God does those things because because he gives us this example then to, to follow. And there's nothing like seeing somebody doing the thing that you want to do and they're they're really good at it or they're, they're excelling at it or succeeding at it yeah, to make you want to do it. You know, Mike and I went to that uh, um, uh, painters summit thing last year, and this uh, one of the other guys got an award for member of the year for all these really great accomplishments that he had done. And there, there was something about seeing him get that award <laughs> that I decided I want to get that award next year. You know, and uh, I didn't live every day this this year like I was gonna. I was after it, but <laughs> but um, I don't know. I really didn't spend a lot of time at my desk playing, you know, watching you know Facebook and stuff either. But uh, but anyway. So, so God gives us an example then to follow, and uh, and that's a precious thing. And fortunately for us around here, we do have indeed have an example of skin on to watch, and, and and really more than one. I mean, there's you know I'm sure you could all think of a handful of people off the top of your head that you could look to as an example. Um, and, and and even aside from that, uh, He's given us His Word, and He's given us this example in Christ of this is how you want to live your life, and this is what you want to be. And and so, I, I think that's a precious chapter because he gives us this great and lofty goal, but he talks about it in terms of you're not going to accomplish this uh, by some great feat of, of prowess. You're you're going to get there because um, because you trust me and because you have faith in my merit getting this stuff done in your life. Jesus, we just thank you for your word. Uh, God, for that that great uh, merit that you have uh, made available to us, God, the, the 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 righteous life that you live, Lord Jesus, that that we can partake of that reward, God, that that and it can be imputed to us, God, and we accept it this morning most gratefully. And God, what we pray is that you would bring us into that place of following after you, God, and and truly coming down to this place of circumcision, God, not um, trusting in the things that we do, not looking to the things we do as a signpost of how we're doing, God, but trusting in your merit, God, as as the the standard of our relationship with you. 
And God, what we pray is that uh, if if any of us be otherwise minded, God, that you would show us. God, that you would work in us. God, you have been faithful, God, to every person in this place. God, to do the things in us that we needed done. God, that we just uh, commit ourselves to you today. We just trust you and praise your name. I just pray that you would do exactly what you want to do in this place today and uh, accomplish your will as only you can. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.